this is the podcast you can set your watch to. It's it's regular. Sundial. It's consistent. Uh, always have the same type of guests. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I kind of think there's Groundhog Day and there's Can You Keep a Secret? Because um, it's just something when foundations are breaking down all around us, it's nice to have something you can rely on. I agree. But I also think that we, when we started it, um, there's there, things evolve, right? Yeah. And I think we're, we're seeing how it evolves. I mean, it's hard to get guests and it's hard to get people on their own schedules. And my favorite thing is when we started this company together, I literally have people walk up to me and think that I quit my job to do this podcast. Which actually would be way cooler maybe than what we're doing. Well, the best part is like, <laughs> you didn't quit your job for that podcast. And I'm like, why? You don't think I'm very good at it? <laughs> well, yeah. So, you know, hey, honey, I'm quitting my job to do a podcast. Yeah, that that would be good. There probably are people doing that. I uh, I did want to. So we got Guy Whitehead coming mm-hmm. over today. Yep. He's Is he a master distiller? What do we call him? He's a master something. He's but a- I do think that's his... Would be his title. Yeah, I think so. Is that a, as a master distiller emer, emeritus? Or no, that's when you're a retired master distiller. Yeah, so when he retires, he'll get that. <laughs> he, he'll, he, he can look forward to that. MDE? <laughs> Something like that. JBR or I don't know what it is. But so, yeah, yeah, I think that's what his title is. So uh, let's let's talk about Guy a little bit before sure. he gets here because yeah. he gets to hear this. I later. love talking about Guy behind his back. Yeah, that's that's pretty fun. Uh, is He's a renaissance man? Ish. I mean, yeah. I know we don't we hesitate to compliment because we know him personally. Yeah. But he, would you say he's a Renaissance man? Yeah. I mean, he's he's got his hands in a lot of thing. Big bandwidth. Yeah. Um, pretty pretty uh, pretty good at everything he's involved in. He's a musician, master electrician. I'm just saying that because we need our TVs put up in our office here in about a week or so. so oh, so he you're this is a guy that he's a guy. He, he's measure once. Uh, measure twice, hang it. I mean, if, like if he were to install televisions in an office, you would know that it was done correctly. Yeah. I mean, he's like, uh, that's awesome. He, when we have stuff go down in our house, Gina like calls guy and he'll come over and fix our garage. He'll what fix a, our garage door. He'll fix our garbage disposal. And I sit on the couch and drink. That seems a little bit alarming. But what do you think it's like Why to have alarming? your, what are you, just, what are you, in, what nothing, are you implying? Nothing. There's a history. Hey, there's tell a, you what, if that is going down and he fixes that stuff, I don't give a shit. <laughs> is there? That's usually more of a pool boy thing, and you don't have a pool boy, right? He does come over in a swimsuit a lot, though, so okay. that is weird. We have a jacuzzi. Does it have an inner liner? Do they put <laughs> inner liners in swimsuits anymore? I think no. they'd stop that. No. Um, what do you though. think? I, I think it's got to be hard to have your first name be Guy. His, but it's not. But it's that, confusing. It's, it's like yeah. if your name was Fella. Yeah, I got it. We got to ask him that because I don't think his first name. That's is our guy. first question. Let yeah. me let me start our list of questions. I, it's it's Hold like on, his I, name is something something, and he goes by Guy. So our first question is going to be, what's it like to be a guy and have your name be Guy? Right. It's like when New Jersey did the. It's going to be New a Jersey. fantastic podcast. Yeah, I think this. You, that's our you first know, question. I'm glad you quit your job. Oh, um, thank God I did too. So, what would be your take on his deal? This um lucky guys distillery like when you, you've been hearing him kind of get into it what what would you tell people before he gets here like as a friend of his what what is what do you, what do you make of it um i mean again i mean he's been he's been talking about this and putting this together for a couple years and i think what i would tell people it's a, it's an awesome spot 
you know, it's a family run kind of distillery. His wife's heavily involved, Michelle, she's great. And the kids are involved and some of his close friends are involved. And it's, you know, right on Main Street, great setup. You've seen it. Yeah. And it's actually really awesome. I mean, yeah. it's way more than I thought I'd see when I walked in the door. You thought he was quitting his job to start a podcast. And then you went there and it was like the cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. I was waiting to go in and say, based on this, you should have done a podcast. But because <laughs> of what I'm seeing now, this is this might work. But what, what do I know? But again, it, I, I think, again, it just, uh, it's a spot that you would go and have a couple of cocktails maybe before you go out for dinner or go check out. You know, he has tours on the weekend and whatnot. And I think it's just a good place to go have some fun and have some really good cocktails. I, I got to I got to get back there. I can drink again. So I'll have to do that. Yeah, that's a whole other story. Um, so I think a theme this week is like, this is a really hard word to say. Entrepreneurialism. Yeah, I don't think that's a word, but you, you combined you, a couple you, of words. But would you cool. say what entrepreneurial, how, can you actually say no, it? No, I'm not going to even try it. I okay, so, really put a so sentence together. Being an entrepreneur, um, a guy yesterday said to me, not guy, a regular guy, mm. um, he said, uh, being an entrepreneur is a life sentence. Really? He said, once you you do it, you can't ever go back. But technically, you were an entrepreneur and then you took a job and now you're an entrepreneur again. So what do you make of that statement? You think that's accurate? Well, I mean, again, I mean, it, it depends on what he does or, you know, what, what space or industries in, but yeah, I mean, I think people have a natural affinity for running their own thing, wanting to be in charge. I actually became involved with you at this, you know, this later stage in my career. I'm excited about it, but I got to a point where I just, I'm not, I'm unemployable. You know, yeah. that's what I would tell someone who's an entrepreneur is like, I'm just basically, I'm tired of fucking working for somebody else. Yeah. And so now I work for you. So I basically, um, yeah, you that, know, just, that is, that's one thing that is for sure yeah, not true. But, but the truth is, is that's kind of how I look at it. I wouldn't say it's a life sentence. I just, I got to a point where, you know, if I'm going to make or break my deal, I want to have it in my own terms. What, uh, <laughs> You said something to me yesterday that I I, I want I want a little more engagement on. So I dove into the Narcos franchise. So good. Oh, is it good? Um, this is a podcast where you can hear guys talking about Netflix shows from 2016. I think Gabe's told us not to, but we're doing it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it would technically be two white guys talking about Netflix shows from 2017, yeah. which like I think, that's not new. No, that's a that's a people like that. It's like yeah. retro. Yeah, I think I, it, I think it's so bad. Is that, there still Netflix is still there now, right? I think so. Okay, it's, okay, now good. it's like twenty five dollars a month. Have you noticed that? It was well, like a twelve, and they just like doubled their prices. Well, Narcos. What are we going to do about it? Um, so. This Pablo Escobar, the first two seasons, I, I, I'm pretty sure that that's the best two seasons. I can't imagine. I'm kind of the Cali one. I'm I'm into it now, but yeah. I'm kind of I'm always judging it against Pablo. It's like Pablo's like you know Clooney and Ocean's Eleven, and now you got Ocean's Ten, and there's yeah, no. They're, they're exactly the same thing. You think that? Uh, I don't like Cali. I don't. I think Pablo was just such a Elvis, like a such a larger than life character. His gut. Like just his clothes. I went down a deep rabbit hole. I, I want to buy some you of You actually kind of dress like him. That, I, I, I don't think that's a compliment. Um, is that a posture thing? Uh, but I, uh, um, that, that is, that's really great. Um, a standing eight count. But uh, what you said to me yesterday, we can learn from not how the 
Sicarios run things, the right. hitmen. Right. But from the Godfathers themselves, um, you can be better at business. What? Tell me more. Well, I want to go on record first of all for anyone listening. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying that we're comparing ourselves to uh, drug cartels. Um, however, the interesting thing about actually, and I, and I think if you, st- you hang in there, the 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 two remaining seasons uh, from the first run through Colombia is good. Um, yeah. And then Mexico Narcos is really good. So it's a bit of a U. And they cross they cross over. I just saw the right. guy they in cross, Mexico yeah. in the so, last episode. Yeah. So they cross over. So it's a really interesting. But the interesting thing, even though everything was illegal and they did horrible things, um, I, I guess from a what we were talking about on business standpoint is these guys were focused and they were you know smart. They weren't Harvard educated. They weren't all these things that you think you have to be. And they figured out how to grow this you know illegal empire um, that brought a lot of turmoil and awfulness to the world. But nonetheless, um, I don't think we're emulating the show Narcos and thinking that, oh, my God, those are good guys because they're not good guys. But I think from a business standpoint, they really knew their shit. I did find myself on Etsy yesterday looking at, remember that picture of Pablo where he had an angel like halo around him and they had it in the one house when the guys were checking it? Yeah. I was going to get it for our office, and then I thought, actually, I think that's a terrible idea. This guy killed little kids and stuff. That yeah, seems well, bad. I mean, again, I think it, it, you look at it from a perspective um, that, okay, so in Colombia and Mexico, which are traditionally, you know, there's a lot of poverty, right? That um, the the folks that live there idolized some of these guys because they looked at them as Robin Hoods, right? Even though they weren't. And that's what they wanted people to see. They gave away a lot of money to the poor and did things to help people out, which that's why they had those types of, you know, comparisons to saints and all those things because they didn't get that from the government. And that's why I think some of those things thrived yep. was because, you know, it, it just, again, I, I, I'm just talking out of my ass, but the whole show itself is really interesting. I, I, so this is, you'll love this. So Stacy rolls down last night and we've, we've reached the point in our relationship where we watch television in separate rooms. Nice. Are you at that point? Uh, sometimes. Do you have common shows? No. You, okay. No, no. I mean, yeah, complete that's opposite. Like 10 years ago, right? The never, last time you. Never. I never had any. You didn't watch like Homeland together? No. Or like. No, she's mm-hmm. all about like, you know, romantic comedies, you know, friends and, yeah. you know, those types of shows. Dancing and, around water fountains. Yeah. And I'm, you know, we're talking about narcos for God's sakes. Okay. So Stacy comes down. Right. Sits with a, she's got a tea. She's on the couch with me. I'm kind of like. Right away, I'm like, okay, this is, I don't know if this might be worse. Like, I, I know we, like, I, so I got to explain it to her. So this is just a bit of our banter. Right away, is this whole thing in subtitles? Yep. She goes, man, that's a lot of work. So that's early. That's five So can I jump in, in really quick? Yeah. My wife will watch TV with subtitles. Yeah, just, yeah. Just and actually, cause, cause have you done it? I don't, I actually, it's distracting to me. I'd prefer not to. Sometimes it helps in like a Peaky Blinders or even a Yellowstone where yeah. people mumble. Okay. Or but even she, if I had subtitles, it would probably help. Yeah. Every single show she watches, she puts subtitles on. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So I, so, but this one episode, she jumps in episode three, season three. Yeah. And um, you know, when you're watching something with someone and it's, this thing is so layered that I have to say, that's a, this is just maybe a handful of sentences. He's a cop who's pretending to be good, but I think he's bad. 
That's a CIA agent mm -hmm. standing by the airplane. He's DEA. They won't kill DEA. Well, they did kill DEA one time and it was super bad. So now they don't kill DEA. Mm -hmm. He killed her wife and is now trying to be her new husband, but her mother has her kid. I mean, it was like, I'm like, holy. That's actually pretty succinct. Uh, yeah. And that's that, like, that's one twentieth of what was happening in one episode, which right. is why I think I love it. Because if once you're in, it's so layered and complex that. It's just amazing all the all the different things that are happening and who's screwing who and what's the long game. I, I think it's a wonderful show. I don't know how I missed it the first well, time. Well, and the thing I kind of like to watch shows, I, I like to watch shows that have some historical background too, right? Which obviously this does. And even though if you look, you know, if you go and Google all that stuff, there's a lot of creative license, yeah. right? They did a lot of stuff, you know, and there's made up characters. I don't, what do they call those characters where it's not an actual person? But Composites. In, yeah. Yeah. So they have some people that are in there and, and yada, yada, yada. But what Narcos has done now for me, cause it's so, it, it is interesting to me. I'm not, you know, I'm not interested in all the bad stuff and there's awful stuff. It, it's just really interesting to me, you know, from a historical type of thing. So, you know, now there's all these other shows you can go look at, right, about, you know, pick, pick a topic within those two uh, countries. And there's all sorts of interesting people that, but, you know, this is based on real life you know this yeah. this some of this stuff you know i love um, the nonfiction aspect of it too like the clinton list the nafta what impact nafta had on the trade it's crazy so going back to the entrepreneurialism yep. you said what you specifically said is there's a mistake you can make as an entrepreneur you can end up like the sicario you can end up like the hitman task man uh but you really want to be uh a godfather. Um, well, well, again, because like when we started the company, I mean, like you sit there and, and, and again, we're, we're kind of workers, right? So we've always worked for people. I've had a couple of different businesses, but, you know, kind of joking aside, like you don't want to report to somebody or be accountable. You're, you're always kind of accountable to everybody, right? Yep. I mean, someone, excuse me, better way to person that's paying you, your right, partner. Right. You got clients, whatever, whatever. So, you you know, they're, you know, we don't have fuck you money, right? We're not sitting around just saying, you know, whatever, whatever. So I guess what I'm really trying to say is as we grow this business, we we have to look at it from a perspective of, you know, are we going to be the workers still or are we going to end up someday be running it? And I think we're still kind of as we evolve through our company, which, you know, we've had some W's, we've had some losses too, but nothing dramatic. I just think that at the end of the day, for us to really be successful, we have to really have a different mindset. Not like Pablo Escobar, <laughs> you know, we don't want to be, but you don't want to be that poser. You don't want to be that, um, you know, guy who's talking about running a company and then you're really not. You're just kind of back in your old life, but you're just doing it for somebody else. Yeah. Right. Without being officially at a company. So that's what I meant by that. Yeah. I like that. I, uh, what's that guy? Uh, he was the big guy in Escobar's. Uh, he was the Sicario. Uh, he died at the very end. Chico? Chica, something mm. like that. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dude that that ended up the first. He was the, he split. Maybe he he decided he was it was a losing proposition. Maybe oh, he got you away. Don't, so you don't split on, on those dudes. I don't. Well, know the one you. the one dude. I think his name was Popeye. But the one that he got killed with on the roof. That was the dude that was the brother of the other. Um, yeah, the, yeah, cab, that's the a, cab yeah, driver. They were brothers, and then he ended up being his guy. His brother split. Yeah, Chico. Well, no, he like got that. he got pinched. Limon dies on the roof, right? That was his name. Uh, I don't know. I have to go back and look at the names. But I it's mean, but so it's, good. You know, it was he's named after that rum drink. 
Is he Bacardi Lamar? <laughs> yeah, that, Bacardi Lamar. That's a big drink in uh, in Colombia. Yeah, exactly. That's good. So you're um you're currently Mr. Mom. Yeah. Um, so can we just jump into something really quick? Because you brought it up before, and I just think we should talk about it and just get it off. Because now it's really it, is it about high school it, golf. It, no, it really no. It, this really bugs me actually. So I just I, I don't want to talk about it, but I, it's almost like a train wreck. Is you, it about you, me? You look nervous. Yeah, I am. Walk nervous. through what happened in the office yesterday with your. You, so you said he didn't want it. I wanted to just get it over with because I know you're going to bring it up on your other pod, and I'd rather be a part of it. Okay, I think it's a so better Gabe. You might want to. I think you might want to hang. You know up what? On this, this is a better conversational topic than a one person topic. But this is okay. So Gabe's our producer, awesome dude. You know, owns this place, and um, so this is what I deal with, Gabe, moving forward. Okay, so um, the relationship Tom and I have, I would say, is he tends to be more of an alpha. Um, uh, but he's probably, yeah, I guess you are an alpha. But so one of Tom's things um, is he really likes people to be on time. I do. You do? Yeah. And I don't think you're ever late, so I think it's well, pretty I'm, consistent. I'm sure I have been. But um, I I have a problem being on time. And so I have a complex about it now when, when we have a meeting, I'm hypersensitive to being on time. So we have this narcos conversation about. Um, <laughs> what do you think is going to kill you? No, but about like, uh, you know, it's time to like, it's time to level up a little bit. Let's get out of the, let's get off the rooftop and really be, you know, be the bosses that we wanted to be. Yep. And so I'm racing from um, Minneapolis to get to Stillwater for this two o'clock sit down. um, That we didn't have. Which ironically you didn't come (laughs) to, but you're the alpha, so I can't say anything. But so I get to the door and, uh, and it's literally like 159 and I'm like, God, you know, um, I got to get in there. And uh, and I tried to push a fart out. Mm-hmm. There um, we go. And uh, I I had had a, a decent amount of um, Inferno pizza, um, gluten-free, but I don't believe that was for lunch that day. So I don't think it could have been through my system. I think it had to be something from the day before. Because you do have a medical background. So I realize I, I've now, um, I've, pooped my pants okay the issue with this is in our new office um you have a staircase right in front of you Mm -hmm. you also have a giant hill back to my truck Mm -hmm. back to the wrangler like that's not an option so i straight leg it i'm like my god i'm walking like a a army figure that has a base you know Mm -hmm. i'm like yeah i go all the way you know where the bathroom is you got to go right left and i get in there and I hope our people don't listen to this that we lease from, but it's it's like Vietnam in there. It's not a lot of poop, but poop is so gross that if you even have a quarter-sized little um, brown area, it like, what are you going to do, right? So I'm in there. As far as I know, you're in the office waiting for me. Mm-hmm. And now... As you're as you're about to have a conversation with me about leveling up our business, I've just pooped my pants. Okay, <laughs> that's so, the only part of that that makes me laugh. The rest of it, I'm just staring at you, like, what is going on? So I don't. It's a GI thing. I don't know. So, but the best thing is, um, I'm in there, and it is like a TV show. I'm like, what do I do? Um, first thing, I got to figure out what I'm dealing with. I get the pants off, get the underwear off, and it's just like a. Normal, it looks like normal. a little brown wet spot it's not like there's a piece of poop in my underwear i just want to clarify that because if there's a spectrum from shart and shitting your pants right i'm listen to me i'm way closer to shart i am 
I don't even There know wasn't why. much there. I need to get my job back. But right away, <laughs> right away, uh, I, 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 ha- I like my underwear, Calvin Klein, so I'm not going to fucking throw them away. So I wash the underwear, use soap. They got single ply toilet paper in there. So every time I'm trying to clean, the stuff's crumbling into like oblivion. Yeah. Get a garbage bag out. Wow. Seal up the underwear. Mm-hmm. Then work on the jeans, you know, soap, water, washing my hands, trying to wash my ass in case it got onto my legs or whatever. Um and and I don't know if there's a guy sitting outside the door, like the person we're leasing from is waiting to get in there. It's, mm-hmm. it's Vietnam. It is not the Gulf War. There's no technology. This is malaria. This is little poop pebbles. This is single ply toilet paper. It was a fucking disaster. Yeah. So I, I, I think I, we all figured that out about so, two minutes ago. So I put my, you know, I got a, my underwear in a plastic bag. Now yeah. my concern is we've just bought office furniture. You know, I think I've cleaned everything off, but I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. I got this nice new chair from Ikea. I don't want to have that thing smell like shit for the rest of the time I work at the office. So I'm like looking around. I also don't know. I can't put like nap. I don't know if I'm going to tell you yet. So I can't have like napkins on my chair and I have you be like, "Hey, why, why are you sitting on napkins, man?" Yeah. So yeah, I just yeah. toss my jacket on the chair, sat on my jacket. So you doubled down on your clothing. Just to, I, I, I'm pretty sure I did a good job cleaning. Yep. Um, uh, I so get to the point where you ask me the question. So, um, so I, uh, I don't. You don't come in because I think you're driving your wife somewhere and and uh and i call you because <laughs> i'm traumatized i'm like this is a story now i'm gonna tell my wife and uh and everybody on these podcasts and everybody because who fucking cares and uh so i call you and i go hey dude um no i actually text you i, go, I got a story for you yep and you call me and we talked about something else and you go what's the story and i go well i go i don't i go do you are we do you want to hear this is this, uh, you know, is Again, this, uh, you, you, this is how our existence is, right? I really don't want to hear these things, but it's like a weird, like. I need you to I, hear I, it. I, yeah, and I know you do, so I then need, I have to hear it. I need you to be all the way in with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and you go, the best part is you go, <laughs> you, first of all, we get into this. Tell, I go, have you ever done this before? And you go, hey, you know, I've, I think I've had a wet fart before. And I go, well. <laughs> I go, well, that's technically what it was. I, I don't want you to visualize that I've just put logs in my pants. Like it's it's a little quarter. Right, but you just walked through an entire thing where basically you had more work to clean it up than maybe if you would have killed somebody and put them in a garbage bag. It's shit, dude. It's uh, so gross. So it's just, like I just need to know, was it, did you shit your pants or was it a whatever? What's the, uh, where's the line on that? Again, I, 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 I don't know a line on that. Um, okay, so- you know, you know the thing you can get the little putty to um, stick something on the wall. Like if you were in college, you know that little like yeah. the shit would have been enough to be like a little like there was some substance there. Right. It was so not you, only so liquid. you shit your pants. <laughs> okay. So okay, and so, our guest. Uh, so so from, anyway, uh, so everyone else who's listening, <laughs> this is what goes on day to day in our business. You know, talking about narco shitting pants. Can I just give you one more thing? Yeah, I got please. home. 
Uh, I I put my underwear in the um, utility sink. To I, would the ba- I would have buried him in the backyard. Eighteen dollar Calvin Klein. Oh my god! You great. can't Marky do that. Mark, Marky can't, Mark. Yeah, I'm not so throwing stupid. them away. Yeah, they um, by the way, won't. that's a guy you want running your business. A guy that's gonna keep his underwear even if he shit in it. I know a guy that you weren't able to hear the the previous thirty minutes, but. What I want to assure you is that we've put your brand in a, a high-end context, a sophisticated setting. So if you're kind of in that white tuxedo, heavy glass, heavy watch, mm. you know, um, set, um, tes- Perf- Teslas. Perfect. We, our, our banter for the last 25 minutes is, is kind of right in that. We've basically rolled out the red carpet for you and mm-hmm. your distillery. So congratulations. Yep. What is Lucky Guys Distillery? Well, before we start, we got a couple of questions. All right. Oh, yeah, we do. Um, so just so. I got one after you. The listeners. So your, your real name's not Guy, correct? Wrong. It's your name is Guy. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, thank you for having me. Oh, I appreciate yeah. that. Well, again, I've known you for a long time, and yeah. I actually thought that you had it like it was a sub name or whatever you want. Okay, so there we go. That's the first question. Is it short for anything or just Guy? No, it's not for short for anything. Named after my father, okay. who's also a guy who is named after one of his father's best friends. Okay, perfect. And it's a very Scott. It's a Scottish name. Right. Okay. But since I lived in Canada, most everybody who knows me well calls me Guy. Hmm. So is it hard to be named guy? Because it's also like you, you referenced Chica is a word for girl. Right. And so that would never be the character's name on Narcos, you dumbass. But your name's Guy. Yeah. It is. Is it, it, is it a, is it, how hard has it been for you? Here's a couple of snippets. Um, you know, my, <laughs> not my, what I expect. My wife, Michelle's nickname in college before I met her was girl. How crazy is that? Girl. Girl. That's you, what they called her. Wow. But do you get, is it like if someone says that guy over there or like, um, hey guy. Um, I got a lot of hey guy because that commercial back in the 70s, the right guard commercial where they looked through the mirror and saw somebody else and they said, hey guy. Because I, I, when I say hey guy to someone, it means I don't remember their name. name. And I think that they know that. Like, hey buddy. Yeah. Brother. I guess if your hey, name brother. was Buddy, you would deal with some of the same stuff, like the the guy in Toy Story. The yeah. tough, the, the for sure, the tougher name on the in growing up was Whitehead, especially <laughs> we, through the teenage years. Yeah. We, we did bury the lead there, didn't we? Yeah, that was a we're, lot. We're asking a guy named like Guy Buttcrack, <laughs> right? Just, if his first name was difficult. <laughs> well, we're just trying to make him feel at home. It's a, it's all it's a it's a hey. marathon here with our. Hey, it, 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 well, this is you said it, not us. It, it made you realize early that you better learn how to deal with grief, or you're going to have a tough life. So it was. Well, that's a great transition on his business. Yeah, how was your skin though as an adolescent? It was pretty good. Look okay, it. so you didn't actually have whiteheads. Well, of course I did, but it wasn't like I wasn't one look. of those poor kids who had to get medicine and stuff. I feel for them. That's look, tough. look at I it. Did. Look at it now. He's divine. <laughs> Ned, he's Ned one of the hottest dudes in Liberty. Top five, really, in the yeah. whole neighborhood. Oh, for sure. I'd even say maybe top two. He speaks no. no who, truth. who who is with him? Who's the other one? God, that's a great question. Um. Um, a good looking dude in our neighborhood, Guy Whitehead for sure. Uh, I can't even think of a rival right now, so he might be at the top of the list. Good political answer. Um, yeah, no so, uh, 
tell what you were transitioning out of and I got distracted. Well, no, I mean, he said that, you know, growing up as a kid, he had kind of a, an unusual name yep. and that he had, it made him, sounds like it made him kind of tough and kind well, of, well, kind t- of, go ahead. T- tough skin maybe. But, yeah. But I was, as you have heard, I've, I was bullied as a, I was little. Yeah. I mean, I think I graduated from high school five inches shorter than this and 40 pounds lighter. Really? Yeah. I was a little punk. So and, if you were a Marvel character... Your backstory is you would be like Captain Whitehead or something, and you were like a little kid that got bullied, and then you be, now you become an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how about Captain Whitehead, but I would definitely say that it was two. There were two different lives. Yeah. Pre pre military and post military. That was that was kind of when it just happened to coincide. I grew a lot and got stronger when I was at basic training. So. Um. What, uh, give us the, give us the long game on how you, like, how did the distillery, how did you decide to do this? And did you see a a white space in the market or was it a lifestyle thing or how did you, how did you end up here? Uh, the biggest, I think the biggest thing was I wanted to build something for my family that was ours rather than, you know, working. I've been with the same firm, Craig Hallam Capital for 22 years. And frankly, they're like family. Uh, so it's, it's not a transition that I want to make. It's just a transition. It's just, it's time. It's, that's long enough. I've been doing that long enough. It's time to find something new. And I wanted to do it with a family mindset. Um, you know, my oldest is going to school for chemistry so that he can be a distiller, which is really cool that he's chosen that path. Charlie wants to run the thing. Harrison, I think is going to end up in sports broadcasting. I'll be leaning on tom for some sort of <laughs> intro to the sports world and uh joe at 14 i don't know what the hell he wants to do he's just kind of a wild man likes probably gonna be an mma because joe's a badass is he he's a good kid you have a pretty syrupy voice yourself oh ha <laughs> but but michelle is also for sure one of the greatest hosts yeah. in the world and so for her to be on the host side of the bar i think she's just spectacular so from so we've known each other forever and so i know before you jumped on with us we were talking about you and the business so i know for you know years couple years you've been talking about doing this yeah so how did you get to the point where you were like i'm gonna do this yeah that's um i've always been a do-it-yourselfer and there's always been stuff where i wanted to start one of the things was learning the guitar for instance like i just was pissed that i didn't know how to do it and i always wanted to be able to do it so i just did it and i don't think it's that different with this one at least 15 years ago i was at 45th parallel in new richmond and looked around and i thought man i would love to do this and i think i maybe could figure it out um to the point where it became you know something that i was doing on a full-time basis Five or six years ago, I started down the process, and I didn't know if it would work. So I kind of leaned on my buddy, Kenny, who happens to be the head of Slumberland. They had a place where I could set up that already had steam, already had a loading dock, already had the necessary expensive components in place to let me sort of uh, proof of concept lab this thing. So I, but, but my buddy Pete, when I spent you know 60 grand on a still, went, are you nuts? You are not ready to buy this still. And frankly, I probably wasn't, but I'm glad I did because if I wouldn't have, I'd be two years back from now. And so it was really just, uh, I guess, I don't know what taught me, but it's a, you have to jump out of the plane. And so I did. 
And it turns out I had a parachute, but I didn't know when I jumped if I had a parachute. And so it's the the process has been something I I guess I thought I would be passionate about, and it turns out it was right. Like I love going over there every day and doing the stuff. Well, because it's interesting, because part of the again, um, you joined us halfway through this, but we were talking about our journey, right? <laughs> and the reason we're talking about Narcos was because of the fact that you're not people to emu, em, you know. Um, emulate thank you yeah hey, there we go it's not so easy is it no it's not very well talking is hard entrepreneurship it is hard so lism do the lism one what's a lism entrepreneurialism i but that, i don't even think that's a word but anyway it is a word so my point though <laughs> can you my, say it entrepreneurialism yes well let's see if it's a fucking word though john it's, it's a word God, it is yeah well guy white had said it's a word so it's word. because entrepreneurialistic is it's just right on game look at how easy it is for him our wonderful producer i'll, I'll talk to him later he said he said it's a word so i guess i'm the dumbest one on the table keep going with the question no but again i mean from a from a standpoint like even from our we we were kind of talking about narcos in the sense of these guys had you know a focus and they went out and they did this thing that obviously is illegal and terrible but nonetheless even in our journey with our thing sometimes you have to take that leap yeah. without the parachute yeah. right you have to say i'm going to go do something that everyone's telling me not to yeah right yeah and then all of a sudden you just got to wing it and so i'm curious to your point of you bought the you know the thing for 60k now you're running into this walk us through where you're at i mean walk us through where now how that's ended yeah yeah so uh, i'll try and be quick but five years ago was literally just going to a trademark attorney and saying i want to name it this can i make make it this and you know that was a journey in itself it couldn't be lucky brand because the jeans company opposed it right and the lawyer's like i'd win this case a hundred times out of a hundred but it's going to cost you a bunch of money do you really how much do you love this name? And I said, eh, I don't know. He said, why don't you call it Lucky Guy? And I said, because I don't want it to be about me. And he goes, you have three sons. Make it Lucky Guys. I go, if you don't put the apostrophe in, I'm on board. And then it took a year to get the license from the Fed, the TTB, the Tax and Trade Bureau. Um, and that was like, you didn't know what you didn't know. And there's catch 22s everywhere in this industry. Like you need to have a still to apply for the license, but in order to apply for the license, yeah, you need to have still. the still. Can, can we do the branding for a second? Uh, it's really a, the wonder uh, as a marketing guy, I, the bunny rabbit, the horseshoe, the rabbit's foot on the, every bottle. Um, I, I remember these rabbit's feet, I think at the arcade, if you were good enough at ski ball, <laughs> you could get a spider ring, and maybe a, a rabbit's foot and putting a rabbit's foot on every bottle is absolutely genius despite you know killing all those rabbits i i think it's a great it's a great move because they they're rampant well it's i mean swing on in for haas and pfeffer because we have it every tuesday night and grilled fresh mm. out on the deck mm, so that's good. right john no. that's rabbit um yeah another so, renaissance man he is a renaissance you. man we talked about him. he can say big words i know i can't well Garrity, I think, was one of the first ones to see the like pencil sketch of the horseshoe and the rabbit. And great. He, and he just said, Jesus, do something with this, but find someone who can draw. Yeah. Did you that you didn't did you draw that? No. Okay. That was my sketch was the the brainchild, but it was a guy named Chad DeWild, DeWild and Company, that put together the loco package, and that was one of them. And the only thing that I changed after he drew it is I go, there's five dots on the horseshoe. Why wouldn't that just say lucky on the horseshoe? And he went, son of a 
that's supposed to be my job. I like that. I also like that it's kind of like you use a foil. Um, you're, you've got really colorful stuff. You make a lot of product. It seems like a lot of these distilleries, it's like, I got to like this. I got to like a hoppy beer and that's all they do is hoppy beer and maybe a pretzel or I got to like gin and I'm going to gin town for the night. You have so many things over there. It's unbelievable. Well, thank you. Um, I, I got in it to make whiskey, but you find out quickly that from whiskey, there are parts that can't go in the barrel, but also will make great, you know, vodka or great gin or great. And, and I don't think vodka is exciting. That's not what I would order, but um, I want to make it great for people who do want it. And then I want to make gin that people like, you know, so we, you go down all these different paths. But like, I think the first time I made a Uzo was the first time I was actually impressed with something I made. Mm, me too. Like I like, I, I, I really like the whiskey. I really like the vodka. I really like, but like the Uzo was the first time where I was maybe surprised that I was able to make something like that. How many things? So if I swing over to Lucky Guys Distillery in Hudson, by the way, we got to talk about the venue itself. What what are all the choices that are there? Yeah, so we've got currently in the tasting room, we have bourbon, uh, vodka. Oh, let me just say also, because of the journey, the four years that I've been doing this in this lab and then took two years to decide to move and then it took two years to finally get something done, all the whiskey is actually mine. A lot of people are buying aged product with theirs. And I'm, I honestly think I'm going to run out of my stuff this summer and I'll have to bring in some aged product to get to where nice catch back up. Um, but everything you taste now is actually something I made. And then I have vodka. I have two different gins. I'll have three gins by the time most people actually get there. Uh, barrel aged, straight, uh, straight line citrus gin, and then I'll have a London dry shortly. I have Campari-like liqueur. Of course, Campari is a branded name, so I, it's not, it's called Consiglio Rosso, which is Italian. There you go. Which, Narcos. Try to say that. Narcos. Which is Italian for red rabbit. Consiglio Rosso. Um, and uh, an Amaro, which is like um, uh, Campari, but it's actually like a vodka-based vermouth for using in either martinis or Manhattans. And then I have uh, grape thigh high, which is really, I wanted to call it purple drank, but the government said no. Really? And Little Wayne. And Little Wayne, yeah. Uh, so, and that's basically a grape soda flavored vodka, which really makes for some summer drinks that are gonna be off the hook. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, what's the yeah. one you have right now? It's fantastic. What's that called? Purple Source Yeah, Rax, it's super good. Which was a super good. Which was a Kool-Aid flavor when I was a teenager. I, it feels like I'm branding to the teenagers, but it's not. It's just, but the the 20 to 35 year olds, that's the, the ones who buy that stuff. Purple Saurus Rex. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to do an ecto cooler? You remember, Ooh, yeah. remember the high C ecto cooler <laughs> from Ghostbusters? I should. Yeah. Uh, and then I think Uzo is the only one I haven't mentioned. So, and Uzo, of course, is a Greek liqueur that tastes like black licorice. So, some people obviously will just hate it because black licorice seems to be a firebrand. And, and you have signature cocktails as mm, well. Yeah. So tell yeah. us about those. Uh, yeah. So, they're all, we've got a mixologist there named Eric Wandra, who's, you know, he, he looks like your classic uh, bartender with the tattoos and the mohawk, but he is just fantastic with putting together these concoctions. We've, so we've got a Manhattan that they altered that we now call the Dan Hatton because uh, Dan Sletton was the guy who like fixed the menu, I guess. Um, the other real sweet signature drinks besides the Purple Saurus Rex, which is kind of like a lemon 
grape ginger beer mixture. People love that one. They love the Athena's way, which is ouzo cream and a little simple syrup. Um, Wasn't there another one you were talking about the other day? Uh, He's got the dude. A woman's name maybe, or a, uh, was it a gin drink or a vodka drink? You were mm. selling the most of them. Oh, the church lady. Church lady. Isn't yeah. that special? God, it was that one. We've what got, is the church lady? Break it down for us. It is a vodka, a lime cranberry, a honey habanero mix. Oh. Mm. The honey habanero is like the shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, in like, a few of the oh, cocktails. The old fashioned. Yeah. Oh, it's the shit. My wife actually makes all of the syrups. Uh, Eric, of course, helped come up with some of the recipes. It's so uh, great. So great. So if I if I'm coming over there, you're the curator, the master distiller. Uh give me like a what's the what's my pitch count? How am I coming into this thing? Start with this. Do you got to start with something bigger and then come down to smaller? What's our what's our top our first three drinks at least? First yeah, uh, I'll tell you in popularity it's Church Lady the Dan Hatton. And then the bee sting, which is our version of the bee's knees, which also has that honey habanero. And I don't think you can go wrong there, uh, but that's two that have honey habanero. So maybe you want to like slip a different wild one in. We just introduced a new drink called the Mayan, which is almost like a chocolate Manhattan. Mm. It's, it's it's I've never had anything like it before. It's well, fantastic. Well, you probably should stay away from that based on your shitting your pants the other day. No, yeah. I, that's not true. Did you try drinking again? Oh, he's back this, magically. This was not related to that story, though. He's back. He, well, he's back. I mean, we this, don't know how. This long. is what I told you he would do. He's going to try to interview us. Let's stay on task. We're interviewing. I can't him. do it anymore. He's turning the tables. Mm. Um, <laughs> what's the vibe like at your place? In the sense of, uh, I've been to some breweries where you're sitting with a bunch of people on mountain bikes and sweaty t-shirts in a <laughs> parking lot. Like it, oh, that sounds awful. But it, when I went to your place. It's like it's fancy. I mean, it's a you might want to might want to shower and look. You know, this is there's some sexy people in there. What's <laughs> what what's it? What do you want it to be like? Yeah, what I wanted to be like was you don't have to be fancy, but you can feel fancy. Oh man, that's a tagline. Oh, like I don't. You know, I the the people like I I get my grain from a local farmer, and my wife's dad. You know, was was like instead of collecting cars he collected farmland so we'll put our own corn into play into this whiskey this fall and i mean i grew up in north dakota so i'm a farmer kid i didn't we didn't farm but i grew up around farm kids so i want everyone everyone to love to come in and i don't care what they're dressed like but yeah we have chandeliers upstairs because i want people to feel like there's a little you know something special happening and this porch right on the river yeah What's that going to be like yeah, in the summer? I think that's going to be hopping pretty good because, Hope you know. you have a railing on there. Holy. <laughs> welded on. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to have a, a sort of Bavarian beer tent style seating. It'll be just heavy picnic tables. But we're going to put a little temp bar out there where you can get mojitos or bootlegs, uh, which is another, by the way, that's another drink people, they just don't know. It's mm -hmm. a very common sort of private golf club drink, but nobody knows what it is. And when they taste it, I, I actually always inter introduce it the same way. They say, what's this? Yeah, well, are you ready to meet your new favorite cocktail? Because yeah, it, like it's, you're about to go deep into bootleg. Yeah. yeah we did that at the your club, yeah, the yeah. 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 club. Remember yeah. that? The bourbon. And then you got all weird. And yeah. 
Sort of telling us a bunch of personal shit that no one wanted to hear. I did that? Oh, I did that. You did do that. I did do that. Then he's kind of scared me. This is a pattern. I know. Anyway, sorry. Back. Um, I interrupted. Yeah, I apologize. He loses focus. So, so summertime out on the deck with bootlegs and mojitos will be great. And we'll do a little live music out there, too. Uh, we kind of are finding out that all the food trucks that we would have hoped for, are uh, they're all booked. What, but that's okay. What we'll are your hours? Time. When can people go over there? Yeah, every... Uh, so... We're closed on Mondays. I'll start with that just so that nobody misses it. But Tuesday through Thursday, we're open from 2 to 10. Friday, Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. And on Sunday from 11 to 6. And we might extend, you know, if the Packers are on Sunday night, we're definitely going to have Sunday night football on, let people stay a little later. But What about tours? Did you mention tours yet? Yeah, I haven't mentioned it yet. Uh, we're starting in May. We're going to do tours. We'll probably have it capped at uh, 10 people so we'll either do one or two tours of 10 people where you'll get to taste the various spirits over on the tasting room sides or over on the production side walk through here hear how it's all made and then you'll get a little coupon for uh, one cocktail on the other side nice so legacy is a part of this you're trying to build something for your family that you pass on and everybody's involved in their own unique way yeah and would you say your moment when you jumped out of the airplane was buying that $60,000 still? Was that the moment you kind of were ass over kettle into this deal? No, but that was definitely one of those. That might have been leaning out the door, but signing the lease on the building, that was definitely the... And, and maybe four months later, I felt like I forgot the parachute because, you know, even though... I try not to use lucky a lot just because of the branding, but we got lucky to find this location. Mm -hmm. It's literally downtown Hudson, which is hard to get. It's got 17 foot ceilings, which don't exist. You know, it's got river views from both the upstairs and the office. It's got a South facing spot that could take, I can't even believe that it happened, but it is amazing, but it took a year to build it and it was supposed to take three months. And because I'm not, well-versed in the real estate world. I paid rent on the thing for seven months before I was open. You know, normally mm -hmm. you've got it lined up to where you start paying rent when you actually open your doors. So that was dumb. I guess I'm just not that smart. Um, but signing that lease, that was, that was when they told me the floor wasn't strong enough and I was going to have to put up, you know, six figure number. Well, I think you're floor. missing the, the, the other part that's so great. DQ across the street. Oh, yeah. So get a buzz, go over, get a dilly bar. And go or, back. Would or, you go back in to the distillery? I probably would because I okay. have a problem. But then the other place is Carboni's right down the hallway. Yeah. Get a little za. Jeez. It's, and they'll, it's, they'll deliver right to us. That's like that, Nirvana. That feels fancy. <laughs> what uh, Have you learned any lessons along the way? You've been on a journey for four years, even yeah. though people are just seeing the fruits of your labor now. Do you have any bumper stickers for the entrepreneurs out there? I don't even know if I can say that word. Gabe, is that a word? That's a word. He said it is too. So, um, okay. But is there any, like, do you have any bumper stickers, things you learned, um, things you would tell yourself four years ago? I, actually, it probably, the I think, I think the same lesson I learned was the one you talked about on one of your uh, Sunday Morning Coming Down podcasts where you learned that don't settle for plan B until plan A is exhausted, right? I met with a, there's a, there's a guy actually there right now working on some of the tanks and like he's extremely talented and he, he's a welder and he's a millwright and he's talking about opening his own brewery. He's only like 32. I'm like, dude, do it now. Mm -hmm. No shit. Don't wait. 
And yeah. believe me, if you fail, you can be a millwright and a welder again because mm -hmm. that job never goes away ever. Yeah, don't, don't chase your dream. So I think, I think it was I maybe wish I would have done it sooner because of how much I'm enjoying it. Um, and I think the other thing is definitely before you sign a lease, make sure you talk to a bunch of experts. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're right there too. We've yeah. we've had our we've had our share of mistakes. And if they listen to this podcast, our lease might be shortened. Um, definitely the best. Not because of you. So. Uh, <laughs> I, do you have anything else you want to hit? No, I mean, again, we've known him for a long time. I, I think you're actually a, a great example of being a, a new business uh, venture, entrepreneur, whatever you want to call it. I mean, you've basically thrown it out there. Um, your spot is amazing. And anyone listening, you know, I want, I want to make sure you throw out the address. But it, it's amazing. It's a, like a really cool place, even though it's a little fancy. It is for everybody. But when I walked in there with you that one time, I was literally like, holy shit, look at this place. It feels, so it, it feel, I don't mean it's intimidating. It just feels nice. It's super nice. It's and, like new car smell of distilleries. But what right? I like about it is it's it definitely a family business. Your wife's there. Your boys are there. Um, your friends are involved. Um, I just, I think the world of you, and I think this is fantastic. And I wish you nothing but tons of success. That's, I love it. Thank you. <clears throat> Tell us, uh, tell our listeners, uh, whether it's website, address, what you want them to do. Give, give, just say what you want to say about it. Give yourself a, a perk here. So we're at 101 Second Street, uh, right downtown off of Exit 1, across from the Kitty Corner from the Dairy Queen. You know, Kitty Corner, that's a local thing. They don't say, they say Caddy Corner, like in the Southeast. Oh, really? Yeah. And apparently there's another weird one, like. Gabe is Kitty Corner a well, word? Well, no, it's like the way you say Coke and I say blow like that <laughs> <laughs> um lucky guys distillery is both the instagram and the facebook handle um but yeah come and see us we're we just want to pour cocktails and make people happy i love it this is uh can you keep a secret pull tab sports production go see guy go support a guy that had the guts to jump out of an airplane without a backpack get on that porch sneak away for a deli bar with garrity let's show some love to lucky guys distillery we'll see you next time